0: Fox and Fallon, episode 23, it is finally here. Week one of the NFL season, and on this episode, we are on opposite coast. Myself in Boston, Massachusetts, getting a little local flavor the last week, doing some sports radio. Tanya Ray Fox, live from Los Angeles, getting all of the national flavor inside the Fox Sports 1 newsroom. Tanya, this was a very interesting week, to say the least. Starting with the Andrew Luck news, Ending the week with the drunken Texans making all of the deals
1: everywhere. I honestly don't think I can remember a week prior to week one that has been crazier than this. Obviously, the Andrew Luck was last week, but just we obviously did our fantasy football draft today so we're getting extra excited and that's really great so I mean and the fact that the Patriots are kicking off the season against the Steelers at home it's just a really we haven't always had a good week one Patriots game even after they've been the champions this is by far the best way to kick off the season so i'm excited we're going to kick off our show as the gm-less
0: texans and bill o'brien took the nfl news cycle by storm this weekend with a flurry of trades
1: that really can only be described as batshit crazy this this is once again bill o'brien trying to do his uh patriots impression and as we will get into it did not go well
0: there's also some conflicting reports where the Cowboys are at with Zeke Elliott and their contract negotiations, and
1: we have to wonder if it's better for the running back to let the Cowboys
0: experience life
1: without him for yeah, week one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have a theory about how this could go for Zeke if he does decide to sit out week one. I guess it's, it's the argument for it, so that'll be part of that topic conversation. I'm excited to see what you think, Court.
0: And of course, Ryan Hoyer... He did not make the Patriots 53-man roster, which is not necessarily the biggest of news this week on its own, but the Patriots may have interest in bringing him back, and there are three teams right now with no one to back up their starter. And as we know, everyone has an opinion, everyone, about backup quarterbacks these days and, of course, gimmicks and rants. We're going to welcome back Jerry the Generator. That's Jerry with a G to help out with some last-minute fantasy football team names. I'm just going to kind of drop a bomb right here and say that I I think this fantasy draft that I had today was the best that I've ever done. And um yeah, I can't I'm, wait you to you have a great team.
1: Um I feel pretty good about my team as well. Uh my first round matchup is with a guy that I kind of battled last year in the same league, so It's going to be a big week one for me, but it's not going to be nearly as big of a week one for me as it will be for Bill O'Brien, who, as we rediscovered this week, is still no Bill Belichick, and NFL Nation is having a tough time controlling their laughter. Uh, It appears he's trying to get his, you know, Bill Belichick general manager badge or something. Uh, You know, they made all their moves this week, and... All he did was really just cement his status as a Bill Belichick wannabe. I have now nicknamed him a wannabe bee, you know, like wannabe Bill Belichick. So so as everyone knows now, Jadeveon Clowney was traded to the Seattle Seahawks for just about nothing. Not only did the Seahawks only get a third round pick in return, but they actually have to pay about $8 million of his salary this year when they could have just franchise tagged him and, and forced him to play. Um, He tried to force a trade after that. It came out that they wanted to trade him and it ended up really screwing them. And that would have been bad enough on its own, Courtney, but then they had to go and get in the mix with Brian Flores and the gang down in Miami, uh, giving that team that is clearly trying to prepare for the 2020 draft two round picks and a second round pick for offensive lineman, Laramie Tunzel and wide receiver Kenny Stills, two positions that certainly are helpful to any team who's trying to get Deshaun Watson to reach his peak, but really questionable high picks for players that are definitely not worth first and second rounders at this point. Honestly, Courtney, do you think that the Texans are trying too hard to be the Patriots at this point?
0: Um, I, I don't really think that that's their motive. I think that they had a dysfunctional player in a dysfunctional locker room. Now, granted, that defense is stacked with the likes of J.J. Watt. Whitney Merciless has been a very high-motor guy. Jadeveon Clowney, in my opinion, has underperformed over the last few years or so. And, you know, when that happens and you have a disgruntled player in the locker room, much like Trent Williams is with the Redskins, I know different positions, that's an offensive lineman, but, I mean, like, you're just looking for an out anywhere that you can. He just wanted to go to a team... That was going to win, not to a team like the Texans that's going to bow out in the first round every single goddamn year. And I think that Bill
1: O'Brien got super desperate. If you are going to be the Texans with one of the better young quarterbacks in the league and and you're going to start selling high end draft picks, which that's what Javion Clowney was, he was a high first rounder. For nothing, you have to consider the fact that you're hamstringing yourself and building around that quarterback. And the fact of the matter is you could have gotten more for him and you didn't. And not only that, you're going to pay part of his salary so he can accumulate sacks for another team. It's just not good business. So I don't disagree with you that he was an underperforming player because that is actually exactly what the issue was. They got him basically thinking he was going to be the J.J. Watt of the other side of the line, and that's not what ended up happening. Now, all of a sudden, it's the AFC South is up for grabs. The Colts are now have questions about what they can really do long term with Jacoby Brissett. Looking at the Titans, who have two hurt quarterbacks, neither of whom we know is going to last through the season, this is an opportunity to seize this year and, and really make it your own in the AFC South. And to me, they're kind of blowing it the way that they're spending, I guess to some extent they are all in this season and they don't have enough. Here's why I think that it's going to work out for the Houston Texans.
0: Okay. You've got Laramie Tunsil. I, this is a guy that three, four years ago, he almost dropped out of the first round entirely was projected to be a top five pick. Then there was the whole, uh, his his disgruntled stepfather released a video of him smoking a, out of a bong with a gas mask, and he dropped to 14. The Dolphins took a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's not the same draft capital that he was years ago, but he's still a, like a, a potential all-pro offensive tackle out of all Miss. He's still got the size, the strength. This is what the Texans needed for Deshaun Watson – This is what they needed for Duke Johnson. By the way, they also picked up Carlos Hyde this weekend. This is what they needed to compliment Kenny Stills, Will Fuller. Oh, don't forget that guy, DeAndre Hopkins. The Texans in my eyes, and this is how I'm seeing it and why I'm letting them have a pass. There was a text message that Adam Schefter got from a random general manager that really made me laugh and scratch my head because, listen, I worked in Miami for three years, and I guarantee you this is a very big possibility that the rebuilding Miami Dolphins and their owner, Stephen Ross, are going to fuck up every draft pick that they got. A text from an NFL exec said Schefter, I remember a time when people were talking about the Browns having multiple picks, and then they turned those picks into Brandon Whedon, Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel, and Cameron Irving. So those picks, Tanya, that they gave up are not meant to be anything. So if the Texans want to go all in, I'm completely fine Yeah, I fine mean, with at it. the
1: end of the day, if you're going to do this, if you're going to make these mistakes by giving up all of these picks and not getting enough in return for Jadeveon Clowney, you better make the players you do have count. And I cannot argue with the fact that getting more protection for Deshaun Watson is a massive advantage Especially court for my fantasy team, who will be starting Deshaun Watson at quarterback all year. I'm rooting for the kid for sure. Uh, moving into another player who is probably the biggest off-season story of the year, Ezekiel Elliott. Give us the latest on what's been going on with that, Courtney.
0: All right. Well, Jerry Jones is flinging more poo-poo. I mean, this is a total smear campaign or whatever he's trying to do. Close to the deadline, that deadlines for Week One are fastly approaching, and that gets people talking. I'm not so quite sure that I believe everything that's going on behind the scenes, but apparently the Cowboys are working on a deal, but there's pretty conflicting reports on On one side. Yahoo Sports is reporting that a contract extension is close, but my former colleagues at the NFL network have reported on Sunday afternoon, that is yesterday, if you're hearing this on Monday morning, that there's just some optimism. There's just still too much significant ground to cover. What is better for Zeke at this point, Tanya? Is it Holding out and getting the money, I don't really think anyone thinks he's going to come back with his remaining rookie deal. Um, is it just doing, getting, hammering out a one, two-year deal? Is it something shorter with bigger payout? Would that make Jerry Jones happier?
1: Um, if they start winning without him, he's losing leverage. There's no chance in hell you don't want your fourth overall pick from a few years ago on the field. He's the best running back in the NFL without question. So I understand that. My opinion after thinking about this over and over for weeks is that the best thing Zeke could do right now is to sit out week one. And I know that that's not good for his brand. I know it's not good to, I know he wants to be on the field, but if they lose, he gains leverage. Okay. Or even if they, even if they win, but it's difficult and they don't look right and the offense seems to sputter a little bit, he gains leverage and if they win without him, let's say they win without him, they play well, everything's going well. Very worst case scenario, Zeke looks at his agent. He looks at Jerry and says, listen, I'll pay out the rest of the season on my existing rookie contract. And I want to make sure that everything I do this season, it is notching me toward my next big deal. in this upcoming off season, it's not like he's doesn't have a contract. It's not like the Cowboys won't take him back. If he sits out week one, he has more leverage in this position than Jerry Jones. It's just whether or not he's willing to say, all right, I'm going to bite the bullet and come back and play on that rookie deal. But either way, he's okay. And Hey, if you sit out and they do poor without you and you gain a little bit of leverage, maybe you do get that deal in place before week two. So to me, I think he should sit out week one.
0: I don't know. I mean, listen, like, if I were Jerry Jones at this point, yeah, and I were Zeke's camp, if I wanted to get this deal done tomorrow, I would think about a two-year deal. And listen, if you're if you're a future Super Bowl MVP running back, Ezekiel Elliott doesn't prove out to be the snuff that he is, or he thinks he is, then after two years, you can deal him. I mean, you can go with the smaller guy, and Alfred Morris. You can focus the offense more on Dak Prescott. But I mean, listen. If you're not going to sign, if you're not going to sign Ezekiel Elliott to the max deal, I mean, Dak Prescott apparently wants way more fucking money than this other guy. So I, Jerry Jones has a lot of things to think about. I mean, listen. These guys are going to want to get paid. We talked about this in a previous podcast. He paid Demarcus Lawrence, Tank Lawrence, a guy that has had five near career season-ending injuries, one of the most expensive, lucrative defensive line contracts in NFL history over 100 million for a guy with like broken bones these guys are turning around they're like all right jerry show me the money the apple doesn't fall far from the tree this is jerry jones's creation and his monster and he's got to be able to fix it and fucking deal with it
1: that's the exact right point the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is probably going to be the 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 title of Ezekiel Elliott's biography because this year you're, you're you've nailed it Ezekiel Elliott is who Jerry Jones allowed him to become. And the fact of the matter is, he's not going to accept a two year deal because running backs and their agents are way too smart to let that happen. In two years, Zeke will be washed up and he'll be, you know, it'll be 900, 1,000 yard rushing yards and he's not going to get the kind of money he wants. So he's going to want a four or five year deal and they're going to have to give it to him if they want to keep him. Now, if they give it to him in week two now or they give it to him in 2020. That's the only way Ezekiel Elliott stays on the Cowboys, that there, there's no other option for them. So, I mean, unless Zeke got hurt, and obviously we don't want to see that happen to anybody in the league. Um, could they afford to pay Dak and Zeke? Yeah, of course they could, but they wouldn't have anybody else on the roster. So, I mean, yeah, you're you're going to have major decisions to make. I, I don't see he does not, ha, it's not in his interest to sit out an entire season. We saw yeah. what that did for Le'Veon Bell. It wasn't much. And he ended up on the jets. Do I think Le'Veon Bell is going to have a good season? I absolutely do, but he, he's not in the situation he was in before. And he doesn't have the kind of money he thought he'd get. We've seen this story play out. So I say I'm, you know, I, uh, for personal reasons and just for my interest in how the, these things go, I'd w- I would just love to see the p- Cowboys play one game without him. I'm just intrigued.
0: My last thing before we move on to the next topic, Tanya, um, I, you and I had discussed this as possibly the reason that Jerry Jones should not let Ezekiel Elliott get paid. Yeah, there's a lot of really good players that are still playing on their rookie deals, Jalen Ramsey being one of them. He's in the fifth year of his rookie deal fresh out of the draft. A lot of this is the owners telling Jerry behind the scenes to not give in so easily to this kid because it is setting a terrible
1: precedent for the rest of the NFL. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Zeke isn't making his money. His rookie deal, because he was such a high draft pick, was a very lucrative rookie deal. And if you're, let's say you're John Mara, right? You're, you don't want to look over and see this when you've got Saquon Barkley sitting there entering year two. All of a sudden, after year three, Saquon wants his money. And I think Jalen Ramsey was a good example of a player who has been an exceptional top end talent since he came into this league who's played it out. And I mean, that's not to say that, you know, he couldn't have tried to renegotiate after year four, but there are plenty of players across the league who have been top tier talents at their position who have had to wait it out. Can Zeke tr- say, hey, I'm a little bit more special than the average guy who was picked at my spot in the draft? Sure. But f- there is no doubt in my mind that Jerry is experiencing extreme pressure from the 31 other owners in the league to not offer a guy a brand new top tier deal after three years in the league. It'll ruin the whole point of rookie contracts if they if rookies want to get paid more or if they want the opportunity to opt out after 3 years you got to write it into the CBA at least that's how the owners are going to view it and jerry is a, is by far the most powerful owner in the league in terms of setting precedent for what he does so you're that is that is an underrated aspect of what's going on here for sure
0: moving on to our third topic involving Brian Hoyer he lost his seat, at least in the Patriots organization, to a you know, a rookie quarterback who was tried and tested in preseason games and he looks promising and this is not the type of year that the Patriots need to keep three quarterbacks on the roster. The only time that they did that was when Brady was suspended and Jimmy Garoppolo was stepping up and then he got hurt and Brissett and all that all that jazz. Everyone remembers that year now. Um each of those quarterbacks are starting week one on another team. Well, anyways, (laughs) the news is that Brian Hoyer was released and did not make the 53-man roster, something that I called (laughs) everyone out on Twitter. And then Brian Hoyer's value on the free market is skyrocketing. There are three teams across the NFL that only have one quarterback on their roster, one being the Seahawks, the other being the Colts after the surprising retirement of Andrew Luck. The third being the Denver Broncos. So which team is it going to be? Or do we believe that Brian Hoyer will end up back as a New England Patriots? It seems that like Bill Belichick is wheeling and dealing on his roster finding a lot of loopholes to release guys and keep them back on his team. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, Bill Bill is an opportunist. We know that about him. So you know if Hoyer's available, if he's just sitting there at the end of the season and they need someone to come in and, and do what he did last year, help the team prep for the other team's quarterback and do the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that we know Hoyer's excellent at, of course Belichick's going to pick him up. I actually think that what you were saying earlier in the week about – them simply not wanting to carry three quarterbacks on the roster is true. And so the idea that he would just turn around and sign him in the next week or two seems crazy to me. I think it's more of a down the line if he's there, they'll take him. Um, Diana Russini reporting that the Colts are interested in bringing on Brian Hoyer makes a ton of sense. Obviously, if you have two quarterbacks who came up in the same sort of system are familiar with this, with similar offensive Uh, schemes and all that stuff. That's great. He, we know he's a good mentor and we know the Colts are a smart organization. So, um, that would make the most sense to me as a fit. Um, Brian Hoyer backing up Russell Wilson doesn't really make any sense. Uh, and then obviously the Broncos are always an option again, that's Joe Flacco. And, uh, you know, in that situation, I almost think you want a guy who's a little bit younger and a little bit, uh, more likely to be able to take the reins in case Joe Flacco doesn't cut it or gets hurt because Joe Flacco is not the kind of guy that you can count on to stay healthy and productive all season. You'd almost want someone younger that you could say, hey, listen, if our season goes to shit, at least we have a guy who can kind of come along and we can kind of develop him. So to me, it's a clear-cut, obvious choice. If he doesn't end up back on the Patriots, which I, who I, I don't think he will, at least not in the near future, he goes to the Colts.
0: Speaking of someone who might end up on the roster late in the season, I know that this was heavily, heavily debated over the last couple of weeks. Listen, I don't think without the shadow of a doubt, and I know we're going to talk about this in the final segment of our show, but uh, Rob Gronkowski, I wanted to get your thoughts on his return because everyone has their own particular theory There is no way in hell, and I don't want anyone to try to convince me that he is. Rob Gronkowski is not coming back to the league this year. The reasoning in particular is the fact that he has invested equity and capital. Clearly, if he's repping this brand, they are paying him to talk about this CBD Medics product. He's repping a brand that is illegal By the NFL substance abuse policy, CBD is illegal in the NFL. And Rob Gronkowski stepped out there to challenge Roger Goodell and the next CBA that is coming up in 2020 for them to change it and allow CBD to be legal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I can't speak for what people are saying in Boston. I I don't, I don't know how you get around the idea that he's said he won't play football if he can't take this CBD oil. I, he obviously looks great. He's feeling great. He says he's never felt this good in the last 10 years. So regardless of what you anybody else thinks about this product he's using, it is working on him and he feels better and feels healthy. And that might give him the hope that he could actually play a, a semi pain free season in the NFL, but at exactly as you pointed out, he's not doing that until he can also play while taking this CBD. And it, it, I so I can't I, I can't really understand how people in Boston could think he's coming back this year when CBD is not going to be legalized midseason. I mean we we know that this is something that they'd have to work into a, C, a CBA, and the, and the players would have to negotiate. So I mean. He's told us like in that press conference, I will not play if I have to under the circumstances that I played before. So there's not I feel like it's almost like you and I are arguing against like full on fact, which is kind of crazy. You know, if anybody is saying that he's going to come back, they're ignoring the facts and the facts are he's not playing if he has to take opiates and inject himself with things that block pain while he bruises the shit out of his body for the next couple of weeks like it's not happening
0: yeah there's one final loophole that i think a lot of people are talking about here but really even even this doesn't even make sense to me that if gronk wanted to come back and throw the superhero cape on and join the roster in late november early december that he would come back into the league Test positive for CBD, which just seems stupid to me. Just even saying the words coming out of my mouth for CBD cream and then serving a four game suspension. So what? So if he came out November 1st, then he would be ready to go in December. But then how is he going to maintain his pain levels and be happy? And if you're, if you're in the program, if you are, if you are in the protocol, the NFL's substance abuse protocol, you are tested even
1: stricter than before. So how would that make any sense? I think that the optimism that people saw in his eyes because he was so happy and healthy tricked people into thinking like, hey, he'll be ready to come back. Look at how excited he is. And that's not what he said. He got up there and said, this is the only way I feel good. So, hey, guys, this is the only way that you're ever going to get me to, to play, not not even just play football. Let's say he wants to go into wrestling in the future. He wants to do anything physical. It's going to be with the aid of CBD. So there's, you know, I I hate to be an asshole and be like condescending, but anybody who thinks he's going to go out there without that to me is actively, they're sort of actively being contradictory. They just want to, they just want to make a headline. All
0: right. The final segment, of course is gimmicks and rants. This is our signature. This is how we end the Fox and Fallon program. And this week is a little special because we had our fantasy football draft today. And I just got to tell you, I am going to kick everyone's ass. It was a keeper league. I joined Tanya's family league. And um, to my surprise, the three players that were offered to me to be a keeper
1: were, remind me, Tanya. I believe it was Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, and Drew Brees. Drew Brees was, is not worthy of a first-round pick.
0: That's the only one that I would take. Todd Gurley has 85-year-old knees, oh um, and Melvin Gordon is in a holdout. So I decided that I wanted to just take the draft as is. I log into the draft. Boom. I am the fir- I have the
1: first pick in the draft. I swear to God, it was like I won the goddamn lottery. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm gonna put in my work. I, I'm proud of the team I built. I think uh I think I got some solid guys on the bench, you know, some good like sleeper picks, which I'm excited about. But for sure your team is formidable. I'm super excited to play. Uh however, Court, I know that you're closing in on some fantasy team names. You haven't fully decided on one yet. And Jerry the generator, he got in touch with me and told me he'd love to help you pick your team. So for this week's segment, we're going to do some fantasy football shenanigans. And Jerry is going to help you and a few t- fans of other teams pick uh, some team names. So what we're going to do is, as per usual, Jerry is going to uh, generate a random NFL team. And then he's going to generate his number one favorite nickname for that team. I, I,
0: still, I still don't understand how um like an AI bot is, you know figuring this all out. I'd like to meet Jerry myself, but, um, you've kind of been really particular. Like Jerry doesn't really associate with a lot of other people. He's just, he's kind of private and he only wants to talk to you. This is seems like very like insider source kind of thing. And I, I'm just, I mean, I'm starting to get a little frustrated by it.
1: Well, the thing is, when you have AI, you have to be very particular about who you introduce them to. Otherwise, things can go a little haywire, and we want to keep him really working to his best capacity for the rest of the season, because as we know, he's actually pretty good. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to start out. We'll we'll close this one with the Patriots, so we know for sure he'll generate a Patriots team name for you. But we're going to start off by generating a random team right now. So we're going to ask him to do that. And he came up with... The Tennessee Titans okay so his uh <laughs> his suggestion is 99 problems but a Brit ain't won. Oh, like Kenny Britt old school shout out to Kenny Britt which I love an old school team name I love to like throw back to old players from the team especially if they were like there for a long time so I kind of love that Jerry's into the like OG Titans
0: um I also like Jerry's very poignant Um, tip of the cap to Jay-Z and the NFL. That is a Jay-Z song, 99 Problems. So he's kind of trying to merge the old and the new. I think this is a very novel idea. And you know what? I'm not obsessed
1: with the name, Jerry, but I respect it. Let's do another one. All right. So next team he wants to do for us randomly generated is the Carolina Panthers.
0: Oh, uh, I hope he doesn't do anything about Tory Smith because my boy Tory Smith, University of Maryland, just got released. Like, please just leave uh, Tory Smith out of this, but continue. Yes. And, and also to Cam Newton.
1: I'm not a Cam Newton guy. Fair enough. Okay. Well, so far, his first suggestion was big money, no cammies. Okay. No, that's a no from me. Okay. How about this one? Dude, I think this is actually getting creepy again. His other suggestion gin and
0: juice gin and juice do you know that's one of my um like ted gin jr yeah it's one of my also my other favorite songs
1: i know gin and juice i'm like dude this guy is reading your spotify playlist right now
0: Uh, this is why i really want to meet him because the last time that he did this he was very creepy and it was like they were like reading my conversations our pre-production text messages with myself and tanya like russia is watching and they're listening to you at
1: all times I think I just want to I just want to go on record as saying I don't think Jerry's Russian. If 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 he is of another nation, I prefer to think he's maybe like Canadian or Danish or someone who really likes us.
0: Jerry is definitely Mossad, Israeli intelligence. You don't fuck with Mossad, or else you get killed. OK, that's okay? If, if if you know, if he's coming from the Middle East, then there's peace in my mind. Give me the last name that Jerry wants to give for my fantasy team. And I hope that he picks the Patriots because, you know, I have kind of one in mind. But this is kind of Jerry's last chance to really stick it for my, you know, my
1: future world champion fantasy football league name. So, Jerry, we would like a New England Patriots one. Please generate. All right. So his first suggestion is incredibly inappropriate. (laughs) It is um, Aaron Hernandez related. So I am going... (laughs) (laughs) Skip <laughs> all right. He, he went with a tried and true classic Brady and the tramp. Um, I, I just, I, you know what? I think I'm just going to keep the name that I've had all along. And,
0: uh, without further ado, I'd like to announce the name of my fantasy team. Um, is the me softly.
1: And you know why I love that Courtney is because yet again, it's a real, it's a real throwback to your Spotify playlist. I know you love killing me softly, Lauren Hill and the Fugees. So like it it really it it's a perfect pun. It gives our boy Nikhil some front row, some headline, you know, in, in the in the in the league, which I love. And uh, yeah, it's it's sticking to this precedent that Jerry set of sticking to great hip hop songs.
0: That's all the time that we have for this show. Here's a bigger question, Tanya. We might start ramping up and doing two shows a week now that the NFL is back, because there is just a lot to discuss. That's kind of old school Fox and Fallon, and we might get back into it. Summer hours might be over.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, you know what? I would like to say, just, just for the loyal listeners and maybe even new, some new listeners, it is incredibly difficult for two people with no sound engineer to do a cross-country, like 3,000 miles away, dual podcast. You know, And so I want to shout out to us we are doing this. Yeah, we're doing this for the people. We are committed to always bringing good content even in when it requires 4 hours of navigating how to record it. We are we are truly dedicated to this and I I just I want to give ourselves a pat on the back. It's not easy and I'm just I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah, LFG baby 2019. We're here. We're ready to go. We'll talk to you guys later. That's all we got the t- That's all the time we got here on the show. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye.